Reality Bite, where we're talking all things Bachelor in Paradise, comma, the season of Scott. I'm Matt Whitehead. <laughs> I'm Dahlia Pritchard. <laughs> oh, let's just get straight stuck into it. <laughs> let's do it. We're nearing the end. Oh, my God. Of our time together. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the light. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Go back in your box. <laughs> Uh, so it's a new day in paradise and Osha tells the gang there will be no new arrivals. Kira shook. She's like, why am I here? But, okay, so this was amazing because like, I guess the whole mystery about paradise is that like, when is it going to start getting to the pointy end of, of the coupling up yeah, situation? Yeah, very true. And this is when it starts to get really real. And you notice immediately Kira's response is, first of all, she says, I can stop pretending. And then it, the first chance she gets, she just goes, should we go? <laughs> Should we leave? Well, the funny thing was Osha also said there was going to be a relationship challenge mm-hmm. where they had to build a raft. And as soon as she was like, oh, I've got to put some work into this. Yeah, she was don't like. Don't think so. Mm-mm. Not getting her hair wet. And and she's not re- going to wash that fake tan off. So she genuinely says to Alex, let's go. And he's like, you don't want to build a raft? And she's like, <laughs> do you? With the boys. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I could build a raft with some of the guys. So they're gone. Yeah, they Bye. just leave. Yep. Um, which is, you know, again. Uh, Thanks for your time. Oh, I mean, like, Kira brought some fireworks to this season. And Alex looks great shirtless. So they did. He does, yeah. They, they both brought something to the season. In the words of the honey badger, thank Oof. you for sharing, Kira and Alex. And let's move on. <laughs> thought you were going to do the whole Tim Tam monologue and I was going to die of old age. <laughs> no, that's only my rib tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in Latin, so it's classy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, building rafts. I have a serious question. Mm. Is this a straight people thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just watched this and I was like, it's normally a third date thing. For you straight have to people. build a raft. Yeah. Yeah. It's a test. I see. mean, are you going to sink or swim? <laughs> what are you thinking about? The big twist for the whole raft building thing was that they were being watched. And I was like, yeah, by us. That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. But they were being watched by expert Steve. Steve, the human lie detector from the Honey Badgers season. Uh, did you forget that? Yes. Uh, I totally forgot. Tiles. You need to understand when Bachelor in Paradise is on four nights a week, my brain dies. Okay. You need to understand that I only know things about the Bachelor universe and I have literally no other life skills. No, I do understand that. Yeah. And when Steve came on, I shouted, not that guy. Because he was the one who basically brought everyone into a room, including Jamie Lee in a moon boot, and he just made them all cry. <laughs> he was like, mm, you're a liar. And then he made everyone cry. It was Icon. an amazing episode of TV. We should have got him in for the podcast. He would have called us liars and we would have been like, yeah, that's the point, Steve. We should have got him to judge our relationship. Oof. I don't want to hear that. He'd probably be like, you guys are perfect for each other. I'd be like, Mm-mm, Steve, you're lying. <laughs> you're the liar, Steve. So Steve, like, I don't know. He like worked for the FBI uh, or something. And yeah. he is like an uh, expert at body language and can tell when people are lying. Uh, and he was secretly watching everyone build rafts um, and taking notes. And his notes were things like, <laughs> it was just like, oh, Alicia seems to be really keen on touching Glenn. That's a good sign. <laughs> Who I was like, I was like, you freaking expert to tell us this mate like <laughs> we know alicia and glenn are tight thanks steve you can go home steve you can also join the church of clan yeah welcome steve he does church we'll of glenn.com.au but anyway uh they build rafts 
Yeah, they well, one couple doesn't even get their raft into the water, but that's fine. Who was that? Mary and Connor. Oh yeah, we Mary don't... was not keen. <laughs> she was like, whatever. I know. I love when um because Scott and Mia won the raft race. <laughs> Our favorite couple. Yeah, I was like, I was. I always cheering. knew they were the strongest couple in paradise, and this proved it. I was cheering, and I was. Do you know what though? Do you remember when they went on that in- huge inflatable flamingo? They had a lot of practice. Paddling. True, actually. So. They got quite far out. They would have to come back in. Was it rigged? I don't know. But. True. Also, it's so I love these kind of challenges where it's like you need to build the raft to prove that your relationship is rock solid. Yeah, it's like, like have you tried kayaking with a partner? Oh my god! Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> no. Matt's running away. Okay, finally, the kayak podcast no, no, is no, here. No, no, I'm gonna take your microphone. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not doing this. Um, I can't do this again. I will, I will start crying. I do love the idea of like of like this extended metaphor is going to determine if you guys are a good couple or not. Like they have to literally build a raft and support each other and all this crap. And I was How like, How do you think we would go? Shit house. I wouldn't do it. No, I'd I be would like, probably just like boats yeah. exist. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We would just get in a tandem kayak or whatever. You'd freak out and I'd no, shout I at you. No, I would be fine. Just, just don't yell at me. I would yell at you. We don't have to go in any certain direction. <laughs> but I would yell at you. It's just about taking in the scenery. Like it doesn't matter. We're not in a race. <laughs> I would yell at you to stop monologuing about tandem kayaks and then that would just be like a cycle of violence. Uh, we'll sing like the Titanic. I think, yeah, I genuinely think that I would cure this and I would just say, oh, I don't need to do that. I don't need to get my hair wet. I'll go to the bar and then we'll go home. Yeah, perfect. Perfect yeah. relationship. We'll get a sandwich or something. Yum. Maybe I'm, I should have had lunch. Um, <laughs> so after the rafting and everybody high-fives Scott for three hours um, and they were all like, we knew you could do it, Scott. Um, are we bullying this man? <laughs> <laughs> is this bullying? Oh, Scott. Um, Give Scott his own show, I say. The Scotchula. Ooh, yeah. Or it would be like um, Scott. Oh, Scott. On the rocks. No, that's stupid. <laughs> that's dumb. I'll keep thinking about it. The masked yeah. Scott. Mm. <laughs> you thought that something else was coming, but there wasn't. <laughs> Scott Viva. Scott Viva. The block, comma, with Scott. <laughs> and he just replaces Scott Cam. Somebody call us. Not about those shows. Just call us. We're lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I'm sick of Matt's voice. <laughs> I'm sick of my voice too. <laughs> Okay. So loud and obnoxious. So everyone's told expert Steve has been watching them. And then also they find out that they're going to have a one-on-one with Steve and then he's going to talk to each couple as well. And he's going to get sort of the vibe. I love this. I love this kind of TV. Okay, let's talk about um, Steve having his chats with everyone. Mary and Connor pass with flying colours. They're both into each other. I don't think there was any problems there, as we kind of know. Same thing with Alicia and Greg. Yeah. Uh, And, like, Steve even says... Um, oh, like he's a very handsome, like he's like hitting on Glenn. I was like, yeah, get in line. Like, yeah. Greg's really turned things around for himself this he? season. I don't think we've ever seen somebody like go from one line in The Bachelorette to becoming the nation's boyfriend, right? I know. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Can't wait till we move to Perth. I want to, we got to do it. All the most attractive reality contestants live in WA. There's something, yeah, there's something in the water there. Something in the water. And we're going to swim up there because the borders are closed. <laughs> I was going to say, open your borders, WA. <laughs> Please open your borders. We're in love with all your men. <laughs> um, so everybody else, okay, my favourite was when Scott 
this is true. Sorry. I know we make a lot of jokes about Scott, but when Scott had to go talk to Steve and he was like, Steve was grilling him on his like hour long relationship with Mia. And Scott was like, I like, he was like trying to answer these questions, but he was also like, I've just met this woman. Yeah. It was very funny. Well, he said he can't, he's not sure if he can commit, which is fair. Because they've, it's been a minute. Yeah. And then Steve was like, Scott really needs to work out what he wants from this relationship. And I think Scott needs to work out who Mia is. Like, they (laughs) literally just met. I loved it. Also, Scott said he hasn't had a girlfriend before. And Alex also said that. This is circling back. But all these guys coming onto this show that have never had girlfriends but are there to find their one true love. Like, just have a bit of life experience first. Mm, Go on Bumble. Yeah, exactly. Don't go on Hinge. It's the worst. Oh, I can't. Unless they want to sponsor us. And then I'll... I'll take a free, like, reusable cup, but I won't be happy about it. <laughs> Hinge is pretty bad. Um, Steve was interested in his analysis of Renee and Matt too. And I thought Renee going into it was um, kind of – she gave stuff away because she goes straight away. She's making jokes and she was like, is Steve going to tell me I'm emotionally unavailable or that my life is a wreck? Which is that kind of like truthful joke. Like you're projecting already on what you think is going on in your life. Yeah. So I was like, Renee, you already know. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about Kieran, obviously, and Steve's trying to grill Renee about if she's over him or whatever. And um, Matt also like when he's talking about it doesn't bother him and stuff. Steve's like, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that was interesting because I think that is a conversation that they haven't been having with each other. No, but they both seem aware of it, if that makes sense, but they're avoiding it. Yeah. They talk a lot about their spark and about how well they get along, but they don't really address that trip to Bali. Yeah. Or that we the, were all on the like leopard print wearing elephant in the paradise. What did she call me? <laughs> um, and then we were going to do Kieran's chat, but at the same time, after Renee and Matt had spoken to Steve, we got a little bit of a bombshell because Alicia was a bit snooping around <laughs> and found this ring. Classic Alicia. Always doing the most. I love it. It's so good. Okay, so I had to try and wrap my head around this, but mm. with the ring, we also got a bit more information about the timeline of everything, right? Yes. So this ring was something that Renee had worked with Cass to make. Yes. Cass is a jewelry designer. Yeah. And it was for Kieran's birthday. Yes. So it was And like, then she found out Kieran had cheated on her. So she still had the ring. So she she didn't give it, it to it because they broke up, obviously. And then she said a week after they broke up, Paradise started. Yeah, she so she had this off kind of comment where she goes, Oh, Kieran's crazy if he thinks he's coming back to me. And Alicia Strato was like, What? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she mentioned they broke up only a week before Paradise, but that he was spotted with Kiki three, three days, days later. Paradise. Or something. Yeah. And then a day into Paradise he was with Abby. And then two days into Paradise he was with Jess. Jess. But then I was just like, this timeline's so interesting because they've come into paradise, but they've only been, what, broken up then a couple of weeks? Yeah. I literally, um, the other day I was um, waiting for a coffee and I looked into what I thought was an empty storefront and I made eye contact with a man. <laughs> Wait, Ooh. I've got a point. Um, and I got really embarrassed. And then he came out of the, what I thought, empty store um, and went to go get a coffee from the same place. And he just kind of like smiled at me in a way that was like, ha ha, I made you feel awkward just then. Yeah. I've thought about that man ever since. Like I'm still not over him. 
So I don't understand how these two. I told you there was a point. I told you. I told you there was a point. I don't understand how these two could come into something like this a week in and feel like they're emotionally ready. No, no, I'm shook by this. It took me three years to get over my last breakup that involved infidelity. I don't know why Renee's there, but like, like that's a lot. But I think then <laughs> there's a there's a there's another chapter to that that we find out. But do we want to keep talking about Steve before we get into that? Yeah, I love talking about Steve. Okay, back to Steve. So Steve, <laughs> so Kieran, the most honest as we've established, he's the, the most, most honest man honest. in paradise. Um, the most honest. Nobody's ever been more honest. Hasn't told a single lie. He doesn't know what lie means. No. Um so he sits down and he's having a chat with Steve and um and if Steve were a lie detector machine, he would just be going like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. And Kieran's just getting progressively more red in the face. Just angrier and angrier. up. And Steve's like, I don't believe anything that he's saying. And Kieran's like, just sort of digging himself a, a hole, right? Yeah. And the interesting thing is, um, as Steve goes to talk to Kiki and Kieran as a couple, they have this kind of pep talk to each other. And Kiki's like, don't worry about it. Um, just remember, we don't need to react. It's fine. So they're still working on their storyline together. But this is the as they thing- go to a like a human lie detector. She flags it a few times, and like in that pep talk, but also before. I think she also says something like, um, "You know, he asks you uh, how we are as a couple. Like you say, you know, we're really set and we're really excited for the future." And it was like. Again, yeah, like we've sort of said before, is it just that they want to produce their own love story thinking that they're not mic'd and on camera? Yeah, it's fascinating. She's like a Stepford wife or like a, I want to say on Real Housewives of Sydney or something. Like She just- really wants the love story regardless of the actual real circumstances around exactly. it. Exactly. And then it just, it's like, what does that get you? Mm. Although Steve made a couple of Instagram jokes, which I thought was funny. <laughs> oh, that was crazy as well. When when um, Kieran was saying that he doesn't use Instagram, he doesn't know how, how Instagram works. It. It's yeah. 2020. My mum knows how Instagram Truly, works. Like baffling behavior. Um, Steve asks Kiki and Kieran about whether they set up Paradise, right? And she's like, no, no. And then it cuts to the producer asking her and she was like, yes. Yeah. We kind of already knew that from their first date when yeah. they like they had agreed to be in paradise and meet each other and do this kind of like relationship, um, which again makes things so much more interesting when you think about how Kieran sort of was really playing the field of paradise from day one mm. with this plan in mind. Yeah, and there's a point where it's like, okay, you can play it to wait for her to get in, but you don't need to play it so authentically. <laughs> I mean, Cass was in paradise for 45 years and like never really made a connection. So there are she's still hiding. Like. She's still there. There are ways that you can stick around without like, without bed hopping. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But um, my favorite part was also um, when Steve asked Kieran, if he has a problem with monogamy. Oh my God. Oh my God. And this Karen was too didn't on the know the meaning. Me. This was, this was, too, this was. So it hasn't been his fault this whole entire time because he doesn't know what monogamy is, like literally. Kiki explaining what monogamy is to Kieran. I was like, that was, that was a, that was a moment. Yeah. Steve's not convinced by these two, which I mean, either is any of Australia, but mm. he said maybe it's an arrangement for a future Instagram family. I love it. I love Steve. He's so shady. Oh shady Steve. I wonder if Steve has Instagram. Oh, he probably doesn't know how to use it. Oh like God. most men. Mm. Confusing. So after his chat with Steve, Kieran is obviously really fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
sits down with the group because Renee came up so many times, he decides to put things at rest again with Renee and kind of like publicly make another declaration, which he's done a few times in the past in front of everyone. Yeah, he's kind of complimenting her, calling her a loving, caring person in front of everyone and she's just not having a bar of it. I also think it's interesting in his Voxy, he says, I only regret cheating on Renee because that makes me look like a bad person. There's no thought to her feelings whatsoever or how much he hurt her. He doesn't even realize it. He's just like, oh, well, this makes me look bad to everyone else and it's going to look bad on TV. So that's why I regret it. Yeah, which is not... There's no empathy whatsoever for what he's done or what position he's put her in numerous times. It's Yeah, and it's it's like um, if that is your biggest problem then you're not actually looking at the actions or or taking responsibility for anything that you've done absolutely not so then he goes on this big public like I don't think it was an apology I can't remember him saying sorry again or anything but it was like oh I know you're the most loving caring person and you didn't deserve whatever and it's still not him feeling bad for her or like feeling remorseful that he's put her through so much it's just him trying to protect his image again yeah a hundred percent i think that's there's a a complete lack of remorse and um i don't really understand what he was hoping to achieve other than potentially to to project this image of a real good guy who's like so kind to his ex and really understanding but at the same time it's like well you Broke up because of infidelity. Yeah. You've not handled yourself with a lot of decorum when Renee's tried to move on. He would not know the meaning of the word decorum. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it doesn't sit well with Renee and she kind of urges him to have that conversation privately for once. He also says, I don't want to be portrayed to be the bad guy in this situation. And it's like, it's not about you, how you're being portrayed. It's what you've done. Like... The show isn't making you out to be something you're not. You've done all of this. You need to accept responsibility for all of that. It could have been a totally different timeline if he was actually felt remorseful about anything he's put anyone through, but he doesn't. Yeah, if he owned up to it and actually said, you know, like what I did was disgusting and I really need to like look at my life choices. But also I think instead of that, what we've seen is just kind of a continuation of those the same kind of patterns of behavior and and this kind of public apology like he did it at a banquet a few times that it's um yeah a hundred percent there's a lack of remorse that is very telling i think Mm -hmm. and then when the two of them go off to have a conversation um it just kind of is very circular but yes but it sort of really upsets renee which at first i didn't understand until we see a conversation with her and alicia where renee reveals that there was a second plan mm-hmm. that Kieran had with Renee for, and I'm going to use Alicia's uh, dollar yes. word here, reunification. Yes, that they would get back together in paradise. Now, now just to outline it again. So they broke up a week before paradise because of infidelity. Um, he went in on, oh no, he hooked up with Kiki three days before paradise. He went in and went on the date with Abby. He started being intimate with Jess. Then he switched over to Kiki Mm -hmm. all the while with this plan to either have a romantic fairy tale with Kiki or to construct this big reunion and happy ending with Renee. Yes. And then I guess at some point, He's chosen the Kiki storyline. It's hard to know, like, without obviously knowing what's going through all their heads. 
but then also had a massive problem with Renee getting with Matt. And I think the one thing that I kept coming back to was, do you think that this was, I, I, I mean, I'm not calling anything into question about his time on The Bachelorette, but he did come out as kind of like the nation's sweetheart there. Do you think that he thought I could, I could set a few things up so that I could construct a narrative that would continue that for me so that I'm still like, like people could really back this romantic mm. fairy tale or there's this huge sort of thing. And depending on how the cards fall, I could be the guy who is really apologetic and wins back Renee and still comes out on top. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like in trying to set up his own stories, he's just kind of. He's done too much. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only way that I could think about it because there was just too much going on and also everything overlapped and then I got confused. you got to pick one story and run with it. I mean, don't do it at all to start with, <laughs> to be honest. Like don't go in for the wrong reasons, go in for genuine reasons. But I am just guess I keep getting lost at why they broke up because of infidelity and then there was a reunion plan for Paradise. I don't like... I love it. It's tough, but it's also, I think it's also the, this was the moment when Renee really had to kind of cut the cord. Yes. And I think there's something to be said that people may wonder or speculate why Renee couldn't end things sooner or like why she would potentially go back to him. But when you're in toxic relationships and you're so deep in, it's really hard. So I think it's kind of watching this play out on TV has been really interesting and probably a learning curve too. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I, I mean, we always sing her praises, but I think having Alicia there as somebody who maybe sees through a bit of mm, BS yeah, absolutely. Uh, and was, was there and she was like, let's get that ring. Yes. This was one of the, I think, one of my favorite moments of TV of the year. 100%. I think this is one of my favorite Bachelor scenes in like all of the seasons. I agree. And And what's interesting about that is it's not actually about the kind of like romantic love, but it's about like really strong friendship and yes. supporting each other. Yes. And so they grab that ring and they take it to the beach and they have a full Titanic moment. I know. And just like pelt that ring into the ocean. It's amazing. It was such an amazing scene. And it, it's just sort of like a weight was lifted off Renee's shoulders. I actually got emotional watching it. It was beautiful though. It was like in a yeah, good way. But seeing Renee so upset actually like broke my heart a bit when she's crying in the shower and Alicia finds her and all that kind of stuff. But then just to pick me up from that and them having such a solid friendship, I just loved it. Meanwhile, while all that was going on, it seems like everybody in Paradise knew about the ring except for Kiki. Of course, Kiki didn't know. (laughs) Because, you know, she didn't ask the very specific question, therefore he didn't reveal the truth about her. Don't Um, you know by now, Kiki? (laughs) (laughs) So um, this was kind of a way that she found out about the ring, which, again... I think kind of shook her up a bit in that she was continually finding out pieces of information mm-hmm. that weren't being quote unquote hidden from her, but were, all, were also not being revealed. You see the smallest flash on her face when Kieran tells her about it. Cause he knew about it yep. and he was like, Oh, why is she throwing that? His response was really yeah. present away, essentially. Like His response was really strange because he not only knew about it, but he knew like the monetary value and he was like annoyed that she would, throw that kind of money away yeah um and you see this flash on kiki's face where she's like oh you knew about this and he was like yeah and he doesn't realize that's a problem and then straight away it's like this mask comes down again and she's like okay we're gonna deal with this privately she's really good at putting on this like 
public front nearly for the cameras where she's not going to drag their drama out and golf at him privately. But the thing is, it's paradise. There's yeah. cameras everywhere. And I just wish she didn't have to do that. Yes. I wish she didn't have to put on a mask. Like I wish, save face. Yeah. I wish there was just like some stupidly hot guy in paradise that just was like, you're a stunning woman. Um, who's got her shit together and I respect you for that. And like, that was her story. A hundred percent. I wish she wasn't doing this. Because she's right in the fact, and we'll touch more on this later in the episode, but she's kind of realized now how stupid Kieran's made her look. And she's not in any way a stupid woman. Like she's very strong. She's confident. She's sure of herself. And she's being played by this guy that he's played many, many people but she's being put in a position where she's really stuck. Like, does she keep continuing on or does she like walk away on TV without the storyline she thought she was getting herself into, I guess? Yeah. Does she rob herself of the happy ending that doesn't actually exist? Yeah. Ooh, that was deep. Oof. And on that note, should we take a bit of a break? Yeah, I need a drink. In this time of great uncertainty, Gidget Foundation Australia is here to support you. We offer specialist perinatal psychological counselling services for expectant and new parents across Australia who are experiencing perinatal depression and anxiety. We provide up to 10 sessions for free from the comfort of your home using either a video or telephone call. For more information, please visit gidgetfoundation.org.au. And we're back. <laughs> hi, Charles. My God, hi, Scott Matt. <laughs> Thank you so much for remembering my full name. Um, okay, so uh, we're back and um, Osha kind of let the gang know that there was going to be a row ceremony with a bit of a spin to it mm-hmm. where it wasn't going to be like because there's even numbers, every person was going to have a rose and they were going to offer it to their partner. And if it was reciprocated, they go on to meet friends and family, loved yep. ones. If one person didn't give a rose, they both have to go. They're shipped off. They have to build a raft and get out of there. <laughs> they have to use their raft, yeah. <laughs> um, and interestingly, there was that last cocktail party where everybody was having very serious conversations. And we haven't really talked about them because they kind of fell to the background in these two episodes. But um, Brittany and Jackson kind of have a quick word where they don't feel that they are at the point where they want to meet each other's families. No, they decide to opt out. Um, Makes sense to me. It makes sense. They're pretty fresh. Like, you're not ready to meet the pie empire. I get it. I am. I'm also ready to meet the pie empire. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready to work for Garlo's pies. So Me too. I want to, I just want to eat a pie so bad. Yeah. So Jackson and Brittany leave um, with the intention of pursuing their relationship on the outside and seeing how it goes. I was sad that this is the way that Britney's time on Paradise ended in that it kind of like not with a bang but a whimper. Mm -hmm. But I also was just so happy that she was in Paradise again and we got to see so much more of her. And also she just the entire time was such a force to be reckoned with both in laughs but also vulnerability. Exactly. I I think this season kind of belongs to her. I agree. I fully agree. It's a litany love story. 100%. Um, I think she's grown a lot in this season. And yeah, I don't know. I'm ready for her to be Bachelorette, to be honest. I just hope that she like goes out into the real world and and people just treat her with like 
the respect that she deserves because she's amazing. A hundred percent agreed. And also I hope that Jackson keeps posting photos of himself shirtless on Instagram. That's what I hope for both I of them. I hope Jackson sends me a pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a euphemism. I want a pie. <laughs> yeah. I want a pie too. Um, so then we go into the rose ceremony and, um, everybody kind of says really nice things about each other, unfortunately. And this is where I got very emotional. Um, Scott and Mia, they've been together for 45 whole minutes. They decide not to meet each other's friends and family because that would be, um, just clinically insane to do. Absolutely. Absolutely bonkers to fly out each other's family. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Don't get no screen time. I mean, could you imagine? I just, I... Couldn't imagine. I feel like we've been robbed. I I was just about to say, I do feel like we've been robbed because I want to meet Scott's family, friends or loved ones. Like, I just, I want more of Scott's life in my life. Like, I just want a little flavor, a little taste. A little taste of Scott. A little taste. Welcome to, welcome back to a little taste of Scott. I'm Matt Whitehead and this is Scott Scottshard. It's hard to say. Um, Yeah, but like, no surprise there. No. Also, I think Mia said six words her entire time in paradise. I just, Yeah. We knew nothing about their relationship. Oh, just... They seemed cute, but I, I don't know. Like, they seemed like they had a lot of fun. More fun than Alex and Kira. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So they left together. Goodbye, cool. Scott. Bye, Scott. Bye, anyway, so that's where, that's where this podcast ends. Um, with We're Scott's nothing time else to talk about Nothing else yet. We're Our done. Favorite couple are gone. Um, so thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you want to catch up on Scott's best moments? Um, no. Okay. Um, so... Everybody else is keen to meet the family. I was curious about how it was going to go for Kieran and Kiki because mm. obviously after the ring, she was starting to doubt his honesty and she kind of like, she got up there with the rose and she was like, I really, I really don't know if I can trust him. I really think I need to start valuing myself more. Will you accept this rose? And I was like, huh. <laughs> I know. Kiki, dump him. Oh, my goodness. It's stressful. But like I said before, sometimes you're in a situation and you can't get out of it. Yeah. And I also think they're so close to the end. Is she chasing that fairy tale ending? Does she just want to stand at that commitment ceremony at the end and say yes and then go out into the real world as a happy couple? Very like Bill and Alex vibes. Yeah. Um, And that worked well. (laughs) So the families arrive. Yeah. You have to like... you ha- we have to move along, but like Glenn's twin brother Neil is the oh, yeah. <laughs> literal love of my We're life. We're gonna have to cut out about he, three hours six, of this. I, Here we go. Here I, we go. I let out the highest pitched scream. Like I uh, <laughs> cannot even begin. I like I I got the spins. Like I was dehydrated. I had to have my salts. I had to have some electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. He. Yeah, I mean, look at you now. I've literally been. He turned into about- the like love. I, did I tell you? I showed you what Glenn DM'd me. Oh, oh, hello. He he DM'd me. Love the recaps. P.S. Neil's still taken. And I was like, <laughs> this is a hate crime. Yeah. Uh, that's also Glenn being like, you're a creep. Yeah. Stop yeah. this. Yeah. He was like, please Stop leave harassing my family my alone. Twin brother. Yeah, leave my family alone. And to that I say, no. <laughs> so if it's a church of Glenn, what's Neil? My prince, my king, the. <laughs> God, Jesus, I don't know. He's just so handsome. They're just so dreamy and kind and nice. And I they, know. They just seem like nice people. They really, really do. Why don't they exist Credit to their on parents. this side of the coast? I don't know. That's w- why we're moving boys. to WA. Let's go. Um, I also want to talk about Alicia's mum being an absolute icon. An incredible queen. <laughs> love her. Oh, my God. She was so funny. I just love the two of them. Oh, yeah. I've literally written, I love Neil, Alicia's mum, queen. 
Yeah. Those were my notes. I mean, they had the perfect family mean greet. It was um, beautiful. Then they both said they were falling for each other, falling in love. I was crying. I was yelling at my TV. I was like, I'm in love with you too. Yeah. And they turned and they looked at me and they said, we love you too, Tals. And <laughs> yeah, and we're all really happy. Wow. Mm. And you're happy with Neil, I guess. Yes. Just kidding. I'm aware that he's in a relationship and I know how creepy that is, but it's just kind of like... <laughs> and his partner seems really nice as well. Whatever, I'm happy to be like a... <laughs> like a backup third? option. Yeah. yeah. I just want to like live in their house, whatever. <laughs> Eat their food. <laughs> Watch them sleep. I, I want to be like their just... cat. Yeah. <laughs> Lick myself. <laughs> Don't. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, right. anyway, moving along sorry. before the cops get called. <laughs> um, okay. So then Mary and Connor, this was interesting because we've just seen them kind of like going along really smoothly. Chest, yeah. Just chilling out. Having a great time. And then it was, um, surprising to see Connor speaking to his mum and stepbrother about feeling like he might have more advanced feelings than Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Connor's mom too. I just love all the moms on this show. I know. Can I also just say like shout out to the stepbrother for getting a free trip to Fiji and saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, I was like, good for that tall man. I know. I want, can't you go on one of these shows so I can be the friend that's flown out and you just have, sit there. As if you would get called. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I would take my like mom or something and we'd cry and have an emotional moment. Excuse me, not your no, want, wife? No, I want people to like me. I don't want you and I to just be sitting there hating on people in front of their face. No. That is a good show. Full villain edit oh. if you showed up. <laughs> it's true. I told you it's the resting bitch face. I can't help it. We'd just be like, oh, sorry, can we just get a bottle of wine and we just need to have another one-on-one? They're like, you've been doing a one-on-one for seven hours. We've run out of wine. We're like, Just one more, please. <laughs> Pretty please. Pretty please. We need to catch up about our feelings. Where's Scott? Scott. Um, okay. Where are we up to? <laughs> anyway, Connor's mum was like in tears as soon as she met Mary. And I thought so that was so sweet. sweet. Um, I, I thought it was really cute. Mary accidentally said the word love and then she started freaking I know. out. I know. Relatable too, though. I've never said the word love. Um, I just do every time I get Manoush for dinner. Oh, love yum. you. Thank you. God, I miss carbs. I'm going to actually cry. <laughs> Would you say you love carbs? Yes. That's like the only thing that I... And my PS4. <laughs> and Scott. I love carbs, my PS4 and, and Scott and Neil. <laughs> yeah. And then when they kind of had their little one-on-one time, Mary finally told Connor that she loved him. I know. It was so nice. She went the whole hog and said that she felt like she was falling in love with him and he said the same. And do you know what I, <laughs> what I love <laughs> is after this, and Mary goes, so are you my boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> So cute. Oh, and so they are. They're boyfriend and girlfriend and they love each other. Yeah, those went really smoothly and I was like, beautiful. I love them. I'm invested. I love these Just four. Beautiful episode. Of yeah. course, the drama was Let's end there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, up next was Renee and Matt and um, Matt's dad was really cute. They like, look so much alike. I know. And he kept getting Holy choked up every time moly. he talked about Matt's feelings. I know. It was really oh, sweet. Loved that. Okay, so the whole thing about, the whole thing about Matt and Renee was... Is she still? Is she over Kieran? Um, can they move this along? Mm. And the w- interesting part was when Matt's dad wasn't really like convinced. No, and so it sounds like Matt's been out of a relationship for maybe a year or so, which is when you put into context a Renee. long time in in the context of paradise. Yeah, hundred percent, a really long time. And Renee's been single about three weeks at mm-hmm. this stage, so I understand why his dad is concerned, and I understand why Matt's concerned. 
And I love Renee. Like, I'm a huge, huge Renee fan. But Same. I just don't think you can be over that kind of betrayal. You just can't be. And it doesn't help that your ex is in paradise with you. So I think it's fine that she's not fully over it. But it's about progressing their relationship. Should she be there taking that next step? No. Agree. I also loved that um, on the other side, Matt was getting grilled by Renee's grandparents. And then about, like, because he's in um, the the nitro circus and um his dad was like chicks love it they throw themselves at him and then renee's grandpa said something like um oh how do i know you're not gonna shack up with some of those dolly birds <laughs> dolly was- birds is my new favorite thing okay so um they did their one-on-one and and um renee you know she she told matt that she was all in which i yeah i i believe her like i don't think she's she's definitely not stringing him along or anything like that. I think he's so different from Kieran that she's kind of looking at like, I need to take this opportunity, but it's just like, can you get over that much hurt while dating someone else? That's what I just can't. I also think you made a good point of like, can you get over that much hurt while also during the time that you're supposed to be healing, your ex is right right in front of you. Yeah, absolutely not. Hmm. Well, with that being said, it was time for Kiki and Kieran's family time. And between um, the rose ceremony and now, yes. Mary had had a chat with Kiki and had said, isn't it great that you've been able to get over all the things that Kieran's done? And then started listing them, half of which Kiki had never heard before. Yeah, so Kiki didn't know about Abby. She didn't know that Kieran slept in Renee's bed and obviously she had to ask Kieran specifically about Jess. So, and about the ring. Yeah. So Fiji's most honest guy had skipped out on a few details again. But it was crazy to see her talking to her mum and also straight up love Kiki's mum. I know. The mums. Oh they're iconic. God. All the family. This like You know how sometimes there's like some family member that gets like a bad edit? Yeah. Not all of these people were icons. Yeah. And I loved them. Yeah. Um, but But – Kiki's mom especially, I just loved. And she was like, he sounds like a dog to me. And I was like, I love you. You're an absolute legend. So good. And then she was called Kieran out too, straight to his face, was not having a bar of him. Because on the other side of the beach, Kieran was talking to his mate, who, by the way, I was like super into. Um, yeah, Brad. <laughs> hello, Brad. Hello, Brad. His Instagram's on private, I looked. Um, it... It, Kieran was sort of like weaving this complete other narrative where he was like, I'm on cloud nine. This is amazing. Yeah, We're like, so swept away with each other. I've never felt like this before. Um, so Kieran's friend thought that he was like going to swan into this like really great chat. 100%. Meanwhile, Kiki takes him aside and, he, and she's like, do you know the full story? Here it is. And she's just like pouring out her heart. She's crying. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> she also kept pouring so much wine in this scene that I was I like this poor her. girl, like, She's going through it right now. I really do like her. I do too. I'm, yeah. My lasting image of her that I always go back to is when they're talking about the ring. Kieran comes up with a fresh glass of wine. So she just pours the dregs (laughs) of one glass in and then just puts the empty glass down. And I thought you and I would get on so well. Yeah. Kiki, come on the podcast. Okay. Um, So... While Kiki is literally dragging Kieran to his own friend, Kiki's mom basically takes Kieran to task and is like, why would you do all these things? Mm. Do you feel bad about them? And he was like, no, I think I'm a really honest person. And she was like, (laughs) and he literally says again, all I've been is honest. I've been the most honest. And she says, but you've also just admitted that you weren't honest. I don't understand how that works. 
And then she says, it's a bit like she calls him a dog. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, it's a dog act. Just love it. It was amazing. And because that goes so badly, Kieran and Kiki don't do the like nighttime romantic chat. They just have to have a chat then and there because obviously things are in tatters. And I loved this because I think Kiki really went in and she actually said, I don't think you know the definition of integrity and honesty. And I was like, I don't think you do either. And he, she calls him out. She's like, I've had to ask you every question before you've actually been honest to me. Um, so but the weird thing is he's indignant about that. So he's maybe fully that- backed into a corner. And the funny thing was even when her mum was grilling him, you could see he was trying so hard to not react because he could react to Steve or he could boil up to everyone else that's like started to accuse him. You can't do it to a mum. Not good for your mom. image. Not good for your image. So... Kiki and Kieran are having it out and you can see he's just starting to reach boiling point again. Um, So he takes that anger out on Mary for telling Kiki and he calls her an idiot. Which I was like, not our Mary. No, no, no. You don't go after our Mary. She was actually being honest, Kieran. Look it up. And that is the, the, the strange thing about this conversation was that he was so righteous about how if he is asked a specific question, he will not lie. However, those specific questions did not come up. And also when Kiki presents the sort of things that Mary told her, he says that they are not true. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But there's also... Because he's fully caught out on this one. Like, I don't think he was expecting it. He wasn't expecting, like, something to come up from a couple weeks earlier with Abby. So his first response is to actually lie and not be honest about it. Hypothetically, if Mm. these two went into paradise, had a great time, and Kiki never found out any of this stuff, what does he think would happen when this show goes to air? Or did he just not think it would last that long? Well, I just think... I think he would want his love story and then he would go out and he would probably just keep doing what he always does by the sounds of it. And he can be in a relationship. Can he stay faithful in a relationship? I think it would have. Yeah. And I mean, like monogamy isn't for everyone. Especially the people that don't know the meaning of the word. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and that's fine, but it's like, you've got to be upfront with your partner. Exactly. If, if that's your thing. And that is what has been lacking this whole time. And I think Kiki says it a few times is that like, she feels like she's being made to look like a fool because he's not being completely honest. Yeah. And it, like be single then don't be in a relationship. If you can't keep it in your pants. And that's our advice. Be single then. And that's <laughs> and you can turn out exactly like us. And that is two spinsters sitting just <laughs> on very uncomfortable chairs alone. <laughs> Unless Neil calls in the next 10 minutes. Let me just check my DMs. No? Empty. Okay. Uh, he DM'd me and he said, can you tell him to leave me alone? <laughs> What's the address I'm sending the cops? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cops. And I love a man in uniform. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but we we end on such a tense cliffhanger because Kiki's basically like I don't understand if if you can't treat me with any like dignity I should just throw this away and leave and I was like yes Kiki yes Do and there was a cliffhanger and I was like you should leave yeah go go Kiki run is it too late is Scott still around like Scott <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I sh- Scott Scott and Kiki <laughs> get on that raft and get out of there Kiki you know how there's like joint bachelorettes what if Scott was like joint bachelor with us 
Yeah. What if like Scott was the bachelor, but we were like his angel, his Cupid's angel. It's just really interesting to me that they chose Ellie and her sister and they didn't call us. I know. Two like Australia's favorite sisters. Yeah. Who are single. Yeah. We're just quirky girls from the country. <laughs> we are. We, we're available. Yeah. Anyway. Hometowns to Wagga. Let's go. Where would my hometown be? KFC at Town Hall. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Oh my god! I just thought about a Zinger burger and I fully blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What day is it?" Okay, there's one episode left, Talia. No, I can't believe it. What are we gonna do with our lives after this show ends? J.K. The Bachelor's coming up. Um, <laughs> hello, Lockie. Hello, Lockie. Before we wrap up mm. and patiently wait for the grand finale, yeah. Who would you be giving your rose to? I want to give my rose to Kiki. I just want her to have a genuine rose from someone who does think she's great. Nice. I like that. That's really good. I completely agree. And I, like, support your rose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Who's your rose going to? Um, Connor's silent, tall stepbrother. <laughs> and... Watch, and Neil's going to get jealous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I edit that out. Edit that out. My rose is going to Neil. No, just kidding. He's got a, he's got a partner. Um, so like, don't get selfish. Uh, um, I love you. I'm sorry. I hate it when we fight. Um, no, my rose is going to Connor's silent stepbrother and Kieran's friend with the beard. Yeah. I really liked him because he seemed really normal for a friend of Kieran's. Yeah. Like when he heard all that stuff, he was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. He was like, yikes. You should talk to him about it. It wasn't like the Tim Riley not like, nah, my man would never do anything yeah, he was like, ugh. Yeah, he was like, ugh, that's not good. I'm so not is there here. like a snorkeling tour we're doing this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the other thing when like Connor and Mary sat down. Connor was like, we, um, we've we done a lot today. I was like, have you, babe? You've had yeah. a glass of champagne with your mom. Like Connor's found the sunscreen, so that would have kept him busy. Finally. <laughs> or he just found like a little parasol. Um, yeah, so that's where my rose is going to. Oh, my God. Okay, we got to wrap this up because... We got to go because... The cops Neil's are here. The Thanks, cops. Neil. <laughs> I love you. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Where it, it's I know it's rough. It's rough going. But you made it this far <laughs> or you didn't. You listened to five minutes and you thought, not again. Uh, if you want to catch up on any episodes of The Bachelor in Paradise, check it out on 10Play or tune in. The grand finale is coming up on Sunday, 7.30 on 10. Also, head to Punky for all The Bachelor tea. Okay, thank you so much, Talia. Thank you, Matt. You are one of my closest friends. and second, Thank you for being honest. Second, I actually am the most honest person in this house. And you know what's honest? What's honest? Love you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, Neil. <laughs>